0: It's Sunday. It's 17 September. I'm Charlie Guerin. This is the CG Prophecy Report. Global digital IDs. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, now a lot of people probably have heard about that. I still want to include this because there are people that have not heard about it. So we'll talk about that as we get down towards the end today, what's going on with the global digital IDs. Uh, First, some news from Israel, from the Times of Israel. Biden unveils U.S.-backed transport corridor to link India to the EU via the Mideast and Israel. This is actually a pretty great idea here, um, which means Biden didn't think of it. (laughs) Biden and his allies announced plans to build a rail and shipping corridor linking India with the Middle East and Europe, an ambitious project aimed at fostering economic growth and political cooperation. The corridor would help to boost trade, transport energy resources, and improve digital connectivity. It would include India, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Jordan, Israel, and the EU. It is part of an initiative we call the Partnership for Global Infrastructure Investment. We think that the project itself is bold and transformative, but the vision behind the project is equally bold and transformative, and we will see it replicated in other parts of the world as well the rail and shipping corridor would help to physically tie together a vast stretch of the globe, improving digital connectivity and enabling more trade among countries, including with energy products such as hydrogen. Although White House officials did not set a timeline for its completion, the corridor would provide a physical and ideological alternative to China's own nation-spanning infrastructure program, which is the whole reason for doing this. Prime Minister Netanyahu has previously discussed the possibility of a train linking Israel to Saudi Arabia from the Times of Israel. UN Refugee Agency warns Israel that expelling Eritreans en masse is unlawful. When you got people that are causing problems in your country and they are not legal, you get rid of them. But that's not how the world seems to look at these things. I don't know if you saw, but the Eritreans were causing not only trouble in Israel, but they've been doing it here in the U.S. as well. Of course, Biden will give them government jobs. So uh, the U.N. urged Israel to refrain from mass deportations of Eritreans following weekend clashes involving asylum seekers, warning it would contravene international law and could have dire human consequences. The U.N. refugee agency said it was deeply concerned by the clashes that erupted when a demonstration against an Eritrean government event turned violent, injuring at least 170 people. These people are just out there looting and thugging and rioting, and the rioting began when hundreds of anti-government Eritreans came to prevent the event from taking place in Tel Aviv police responded with live fire to the skirmishes between migrant supporters and opponents of Eritrea's government, leaving dozens hospitalized. Several officers were also hospitalized with wounds sustained in the incident. Now, when you're an illegal immigrant in a country and you're doing this kind of thing, you ought to expect to be deported. That's all there is to it. I mean, that's unexcusable or inexcusable. Anyway, um, while stressing that it was important to establish accountability for the events, he warned Israel against taking broad measures against Eritreans in the country. Any decision impacting all Eritrean asylum seekers or instances of refoulement would contravene international law, he said. Collective punishment is banned under international law, as is refoulement or returning someone to a country where they could face torture, cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment. His comments came after, so the Israeli citizens that were harmed in this, they don't matter is what that means. You can be harmed in your own country by illegals, but you can't send them back to the country they came from. It makes no sense. His comments came after Netanyahu said the country was considering deporting 1,000 Eritreans, here it is, who took part in the clashes. They were arrested, get rid of them stressing that the situation in Eritrea considered one of the world's most authoritarian states remains unchanged. Spindler warned that sending people back there could result in dramatic human consequences, like people getting murdered in Tel Aviv by a bunch of people that don't belong there. He insisted that the vast majority of asylum seekers living in Israel are peaceful and law-abiding. Well, that's not an issue, is it? They got the people that were arrested. That's the issue. I just don't, I don't appreciate these legal people that are so progressive. They can't think. They're just, it's all emotions. It's all just this ESG nonsense and whatever. Times of Israel. Israeli official Netanyahu to meet Biden in New York, not in the White House. The comments by the official put to rest speculation that Netanyahu may also be meeting Biden in the White House, as the prime minister had long been hoping and pushing for, which would only be right. Every uh, prime minister that has ever been uh, the prime minister of Israel has received an invitation to the White House, but it hasn't happened this time. Um, Since Biden's schedule is yet to be finalized, the exact timing for the meeting has not been confirmed. It is also not yet clear which other world leaders Netanyahu will meet while he is in town for the assembly. He will meet Elon Musk. I don't know if you saw that, but he'll be meeting him, who has become basically a world leader. The left hates this guy, and he used to be a lefty, so whatever. Netanyahu is currently slated to address the assembly on September 21st, but his speech may be moved to September 22nd. That's a Friday. If it gets moved to a Friday, then he can't travel back to Israel because it would be flying over the Shabbat, okay? So they will probably do that to him just so that he's inconvenienced, but we'll see. From MSN, despite its flaws, the, listen to this title and tell me what's wrong with it. Despite its flaws, the Oslo Accords paved the way for Israel-Saudi normalization talks? I don't think so either. I think it was the Abraham Accords, and they completely overlooked the fact that Trump has anything to do with this. If it wasn't for Donald Trump, they wouldn't even be talking to each other right now. Absolutely crazy, these lefties. Okay, we got some news concerning Christianity. LifeSite. Francis James Martin says, Christ... Raising Lazarus from the dead is an invitation for LGBTQ people to come out. Come come forth, Lazarus. Friar James Martin. In his recent book, Martin has argued that Christ's command for Lazarus to come out of the tomb is an invitation for individuals who identify as LGBTQ to come out into the sunlight of God's love. Martin argued that the message of coming out is especially important for these people. The term coming out, he stated, means to accept, embrace, and love who you are, especially your sexuality and the way that God made you, and to reveal or share that part of yourself with others, blasphemously suggesting that God makes people homosexual. I had a friend that was at a funeral. He had to travel up to a northern state to attend a funeral. And when he was at the funeral, one of the people that came forward was a transsexual. It changed from a guy to a girl. And he said, I have corrected God's error. And my oh. friend got up and walked out. He would not attend the funeral despite you know going there for this family member of his. I just don't understand a brain pan of some... They, they don't have one. There's no cranial convolutions at all in their head. Anyway, Breitbart... Azerbaijan pursues elimination of the entire Christian population and its churches in Nagorno-Karabakh. Nagorno-Karabakh is a mountainous territory about the size of Delaware that has been inhabited by Armenians for centuries. The Azerbaijanis are mostly Muslims, while the Armenians are Christian. The Armenians in Nagorno-Karabakh fought an unsuccessful war of a secession in 1994 following the collapse of the Soviet Union, then remained as a semi-autonomous colony supported by the Armenian state. Sporadic clashes over the years erupted into a full-blown war in 2020, which concluded with a ceasefire brokered by Russia in November of that year. Azerbaijan was generally seen as victor in the conflict. As Armenia was required to hand over control of some border territories. Fighting broke out again in late 2022, about eight months ago. Despite the presence of Russian peacekeepers, both the Armenians and Azeris accused each other of violating ceasefire terms with unprovoked ground attacks and artillery barrages. In December 2022, Azerbaijan began blockading a road known as the Lachin Corridor, the only land route between the Armenians in Nagorno-Karabakh and the nation of Armenia. The blockade was initially launched by a group of self-professed environmental activists to protest illegal mining operations, but testimony at the Human Rights Commission made it clear that they were actually agents of Azerbaijan. Testifying before the commission was Louis Ocampo, a former prosecutor for the ICC, who published a report about the Lahan Corridor blockade. Ocampo's report said the blockade was Azerbaijan's attempt to use starvation as a means of genocide. Starvation is the invisible genocide weapon. Without immediate dramatic change, the group of Armenians will be destroyed in a few weeks. This was last week that this came out during the weekend, and he had given this speech in August, and I have seen nothing of anybody doing anything for these Christians. This is an ongoing genocide. It is happening now. There is no doubt that genocidal intentions are there. Pray for these people in Azerbaijan. From the Christian Post, Pastor shot after refusing to recite Islamic profession of faith. Great, great, A pastor was shot and wounded by a hardline. Now, he could have been killed because when you got a gun pointing at you, it all depends on where the bullet lands. But I'm telling you, this guy is worthy of his faith in Christ. A pastor was shot and wounded by hardline Muslims in Jaranwala, Pakistan, a week after Islamist slogans were written on the walls of his church building. The Reverend Azar Sidhu, Pastor of a Presbyterian church in, I can't pronounce it, village, in the Faisalabad district said the assailants ordered him to recite the Islamic creed before shooting him. He was returning home to Ramat town with an assistant after pastoral visits to church members when two bearded men stopped his motorcycle near Kanuwana bus station. One of the attackers pulled out a pistol and asked me to recite the Islamic Kalima. Pastor Sidhu stated in the first information report filed at the Sadar police station. When I refused and instead started to recite the Apostles' Creed, the man opened fire, resulting in a bullet wound on the upper half of my chest on his shoulder. The assailants fled after the attack. We might be faced with that someday. You better be ready when somebody comes up to you and threatens your life, whether you know Jesus or not, whether you really, really have faith in Christ. You're not going to lose your salvation over that, but I'm going to tell you what, you will certainly not be pleasing to the people around you that saw your lack of faith. I hope and I pray that I would have as much strength as that man. I have no idea what's going to happen when somebody points a bullet at me someday or a gun at me with bullets. Anyway, um, but just be ready. Be ready to defend your faith even to death because it is a testimony. And I am certain that you will receive a great reward for your faithfulness to the Lord. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From the Mideast, I, we just talked about the corridor between India all the way up to the EU. Turkey's Erdogan opposes India Middle East transport project. Ankara is backing a rival scheme to connect the Gulf to Turkey through Iraq called the Development Road Project, something I've talked about before. So he doesn't want to do that. He'll lose out some uh, money, I guess, or something, whatever, from the Times of Israel. Head of UN watchdog decries decrease in interest over Iran's nuclear advances. People just don't seem to care, and this guy is actually worried about it. The head of the UN nuclear watchdog says he was concerned that the international community was losing interest in holding Iran to account over its advancing nuclear program. The comments follow in easing tensions between Iran and the U.S., who announced a prisoner swap last month. I don't know if you heard about that, but we gave them $6 billion and traded a couple of their prisoners for a couple of our prisoners. Absolutely crazy person that's in the White House right now. He is a traitor to this nation. I'm telling you, it's just terrible what's going on. Last week, the IAEA said in a confidential report that Iran had made no progress on several outstanding nuclear issues. These include reinstalling IAEA monitoring cameras Tehran had removed from its known nuclear sites, or explaining the presence in Iran of uranium particles enriched to near weapons grade level. Nobody seems to care about this, but this guy, he keeps bringing it up and they just don't care. IAEA Director General Rafael Grossi said he had noticed a decrease in interest from IAEA member states without naming them. I can tell you one right now, the United States, because we have a loser up there in the White House. From, Yeah, communist. Well, same thing. From World Israel News, first ever official Israeli delegation arrives in Saudi Arabia. They've never been allowed to go there before, and now they have a delegation there. An official Israeli delegation arrived for the first time in Saudi Arabia for a meeting of UNESCO. UNESCO Director General Audrey Azoulay told Israeli Foreign Minister Cohen during a recent meeting in Paris that the Saudis had signed a post-country agreement with the UN body allowing officials from all member states, knowing that Israel was a member state, to attend the 45th session of the UNESCO World Heritage Committee in Riyadh on September 10th through 25th. So they are there right now and they are in Saudi Arabia as an official Israeli delegation. Can't believe it. NTD. US, now, they've had some goings-on behind the scenes for quite a while now because of Iran and some other issues, but to actually have an open allowance for Israeli officials to go to Saudi Arabia is unbelievable. From NTD, U.S. military equipment left behind in Afghanistan, something I reported on before but now is being confirmed by another source, now in Pakistani-Taliban hands. The What's that? Yeah. The equipment is now emerging as a new challenge for Islamabad as it has enhanced the fighting capabilities of the Pakistani Taliban, Prime Minister Anwar Haq Kakar said. The group is not a subdivision of the Afghan Taliban, but a separate allied organization known as the TTP. Though the TTP has been releasing statements and video clips in recent months claiming they now possess guns with laser and thermal sighting systems, Mr. Kakar did not provide any clear evidence that TTP's weapons were those left behind by the U.S. military, like they're going to get them from somebody else, nor that there was a direct link between the TTP and the Afghan Taliban. (sighs) Just stick our heads in the sand and just ignore the world around us. From the Times of Israel, Iran building airport in southern Lebanon to attack Israelis, Gallant says. This is scary. This is not good news. Defense Minister Gallant accused Iran of setting up an airport in southern Lebanon, 12 miles from the Israeli border, which he said was being used for terror purposes against Israelis. Gallant presented pictures of the airport being built in the Kalat jabur mountain region, which he said bore the fingerprints of Iran and its proxy terror group Hezbollah. In the pictures, you can see the Iranian flag, well, I'd say that's a telltale sign, (laughs) flying over the runways from which the Ayatollah regime plans to operate against the citizens of Israel. Israel will not allow this to stand, I can assure you of this. In other words, the land is Lebanese, the control is Iranian, and the target is Israel. The claim could potentially re-inflame tensions heightened following provocations by the Iran-backed Hezbollah in recent months that include the terror group's establishment of two tents in territory claimed by Israel, one of which was later removed, and camouflaged operatives patrolling the border in violation of a UN resolution, among other acts. The airfield exposed by Gallant can be used by large drones, including the armed UAEs that were developed from Iranian plans, which were stolen from our technology. The source said drones that take off from the airstrip could carry out operations both domestically and beyond Lebanon's border. If it's 12 miles, of course they can. From Fox, Afghanistan now is the world's fastest growing meth manufacturer, despite Taliban ban on narcotics. Okay, we got something here interesting from Mongolia, from Yonhap. Where is Yonhap News Agency? Anybody? Korea. Yes, very good. South Korea to launch ODA program in Mongolia to support rare metal industry. South Korea's industry ministry said it plans to launch an official development assistance project in Mongolia to establish a mutually beneficial supply of rare metals. The latest meeting came in line with South Korea's efforts to seek a partnership with Mongolia, a country that ranks as the world's 10th largest repository of valuable natural resources. The ODA program worth $6.9 million will run through December 2027 to provide technology support to help Mongolia process rare metals. Mongolia will offer 1 billion won worth of land and buildings for the project. Through these efforts, Mongolia will be able to build grounds for its economic development and vitalize the industrial ecosystem for rare metals. So there you go. Yeah, South Korea, um, great people. If you really want to have the best Korean food in Sarasota, just go up to Fruitville Road at Beniva, and that's the Sarasota Commons where there's a big brand new Publix, and about two doors down is a Korean restaurant called Shilla. Man, is that good. Um, they were, I went to church with them for years at the Korean church and uh, it's really good food. So go to Shiloh sometime and uh, have some, I don't know, some, what do you call it? Uh, bulgogi. Thank you. Beef Bulgogi. Wonderful stuff. Anyway, um, Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From Business Insider... This is tasty, or at least it sounds tasty. Uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano makers are putting edible microchips the size of a grain of sand into their 90-pound cheese wheels to combat counterfeiters. Did you know that there are cheese counterfeiters out there? Now you do. The next time you dig into a bowl of pasta with freshly grated Parmesan, you could accidentally be eating a microchip. That's because makers of Parmigiano-Reggiano are implanting microchips into the casings of... Well, you have to eat the casings then, don't you? Nobody eats the casing. Anyway, of their 90-pound cheese wheels. I was actually salivating while I was getting photos for this article. It looks so good. They make these giant cheese wheels, and they got, you know, inventory full of just thousands of these things. Okay, anyway, um, let's see here. Yes, yes. There are counterfeiters of Parmigiano Reggiano. That's because it's the original Parmesan cheese officially protected by the EU. Did you know they protected cheese? (laughs) Meaning the name can only be used for the authentic product. Parmigiano Reggiano must be made in a particular area of northern Italy's Emilia Romagna region and with specific production standards and techniques it also has to be aged for at least one year because of its world famous reputation for quality parmigiano i know i'm pronouncing this wrong i'm doing my best here okay parmigiano reggiano can be sold at a higher price point than cheese simply labeled parmesan which is typically an imitation of the original and is commonly sold in the united states The journal reported that the microtransponders are made of silicon and about the size of a grain of sand. They are being placed on casein label, a food-safe label commonly used in cheese production, which is placed on the cheese wheel. The microchip can then be scanned to pull up a unique serial ID that buyers can use to ensure they got the real thing. The chips used blockchain technology and traced the wheel of cheese back to where the milk That was used came from. Other industries are also considering or planning to use the chips, including makers of drugs and car parts. The chips cannot be read remotely or used to track someone should they ingest it. Parmigiano-Reggiano is among the many food products that are formerly protected in the EU, including champagne from France and feta from Greece. Now you know. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the Book of Revelation prophesies of. From Zero Hedge, government gave millions to top reproductive health organization to promote COVID-19 vaccines to pregnant women. The premier professional membership organization for obstetricians and gynecologists accepted $11.8 million from the DHHS to promote COVID-19 vaccines to pregnant women, despite the exclusion of pregnant women from clinical trials and regulatory data showing the vaccine had not been tested for safety during pregnancy. To learn more about COVID-19 funding received by the ACOG during the pandemic and what prompted the organization's guidance on COVID-19 vaccines for pregnant women, Dr. James Thorpe, a board certified obstetrician, gynecologist, and maternal fetal medicine physician made an FOIA request in 2022 to HHS. My request was simple. It sought only to obtain documents involving the three cooperative agreement grants HHS and CDC made to ACOG during the pandemic listed on a publicly accessible open data source for federal spending. USASpending.gov is the site. Documents obtained showed ACOG on February 1st, 2021 was awarded the first of three cooperative agreement grants by HHS and the CDC. The receipt of COVID-19 grant money was contingent upon acog yielding substantial control over projects funded by the cdc to the agency and acog's full compliance with cdc guidance on covid19 infection and control they had complete control over this these doctors had zero zero control This is a cooperative agreement and CDC will have substantial programmatic involvement after the award is made. Substantial involvement is in addition to all post-award monitoring, technical assistance, and performance reviews undertaken in the normal course of stewardship of federal funds. They're bribing them. $11.8 million. We want control over what you will tell these people. ACOG also agreed to allow the CDC program staff to assist, coordinate, or participate in carrying out effort under the award. The contracts further provided for the return of funding to the HHS if ACOG did not adhere to the federal government's messaging that COVID-19 vaccines were safe and effective for pregnant women and new mothers. Mail online. Florida Surgeon General Joseph LaPado warns Americans not to take the latest COVID booster and claims their red flags over its safety. Advised against new COVID booster that is awaiting FDA approval. It's under EUA. It's not approved. They're doing exactly the same thing they did two years ago. Exactly. EUA, nobody can be sued. Nobody can be held accountable. You take it. There is no consequence for the giver. DeSantis joined him on stage and vowed no mandates or lockdowns from the Gateway Pundit. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders takes stand on personal freedoms, declares no lockdowns, school closures, or COVID-19 masks and vaccine mandates. Federalist, Uncle Sam's making me take the COVID jab to become an American citizen. They're still doing this to this day. Give me liberty or give me subclinical myocarditis. From the Daily Wire, Megan Kelly says she regrets getting her COVID vax opens up about autoimmune issue after her booster. From Mail Online, CIA whistleblower claims agency bribed their own analysts to say that COVID did not come from Wuhan. Six of seven members on a CIA COVID discovery team were given significant monetary incentive to change their position, according to a whistleblower. It was so bad that they couldn't even use the data, even with lying. They couldn't even use it, so they threw it all out. But they paid these people to lie. Morality is declining. No. From the Western Journal, hospital insults Christians everywhere, ditches Christmas Eve as paid holiday for Juneteenth. Emory Healthcare announced that beginning in 2024, Juneteenth, We'll replace Christmas Eve as a paid holiday. From the Gateway Pundit, they're sexualizing children. LA School District launches virtual gay club for kindergarten through age 11 students. From the Gateway Pundit, indoctrination. University of Arizona is teaching future nurses to start asking patients about gender identity as youth are three years old. It was four years last week with another one. Now they're down to three years old. From the post-millennial, what sex are you? Uh, do you know they have now passed that law that if you don't support your child's gender transition, you can lose your child in California? So you ask a three-year-old, what gender are you? Well, I think I'm a girl. That's a boy. They take your kid away. That's true. From the post-millennial, California adds Transgender History Month to the LGBTQ plus calendar. Month. month. A whole month for it. Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts LGBTQ plus Pride Month fun patch. They have a fun patch for, and on the site, I went to the site. On the site, they talk about being a lesbian and, and what you do and right on the site. That's the Girl Scouts. No girl scouts. Never did. No girl scout. Breitbart. Yes, I was a Cub Scout. So cute. <laughs> I still have the photos. <laughs> hey, do you know the rapture is September 25th? Mm-hmm. I, it's coming around. A couple more days. We'll find out. I, I just keep saying that every week. I do not believe that the rapture is September 25th. I, so if anybody thinks I'm being serious, I'm not. Somebody predicted the rapture that's very famous that should have kept his mouth shut. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, he's going to lose a lot of face and he'll have disgrace in the name of Jesus. So get ready for that. Breitbart. Los Angeles schools host LGBT Rainbow Club for kids as young as five. Georgia Star. Rhode Island's largest school district claims gender identity is medical to hide LGBTQ club advisors identities. They now say that it's a medical thing and so you don't have to tell the parents. That's funny because they said it was hereditary. Yeah, it's hereditary now. It's medical and how do we get, how do we change the law today? Mail online, Missouri transgender clinic that faced an investigation for pressuring parents to give hormone drugs to 600 kids will stop giving puberty blockers to children following a new state law. They had to pass a law to have, you know what, the medical treatment used to have decency and honor. Got some other news for you here from DNYUZ. The real nuclear crisis, fear behind a single Pentagon document. The U.S. may be looking to station nuclear weapons in the United Kingdom for the first time in 15 years. And the move threatens to set off a tidal wave of controversy, backlash, and hostility from, yes, Russia, Notes in a document detailing the Air Force budget for 2024 indicate that the Air Force has plans to construct what's called a surety dormitory at RAF Lakenheath, 70 miles northeast of London. It is the largest Air Force operated base in England. The plan is to construct a 144-bed dormitory to house the increase in enlisted personnel as the result of the potential surety mission. This language is typical jargon that refers to the handling of nuclear weapons. When I was in the military, I was at Yokota Air Base in Japan. There are no nuclear bombs at Yokota Air Base, Japan, but they have in the military what is known as the Personal Reliability Program. If you are assigned under that, you are working with nuclear bombs. And we had, I think, four people at Yokota Air Base that were under the PRP. Now, I'm not saying they had nukes at Yokota, but these people were obviously monitoring nukes at some point within Korea or Japan, whatever. But just so you know, when they have code words that mean nuke, and that means there's something involved in nuclear bombs. This is what's happening here. Surety is the word that is used within the DOD and the DOE context, specifically to refer to the maintenance and storage of nuclear weapons. The Pentagon document also includes details about dormitory arrangements for the influx of airmen arriving for surety mission, adding that there is a significant deficiency in the amount of unaccompanied housing at the base. If the Biden admin acts upon the plans, it would be the first time in the United States that it has deployed nuclear weapons to the United Kingdom since 2008, When Bush ordered a withdrawal of B61 munitions from Lakenheath, he probably said, we got a guy that is insane coming into the presidency, and so I'm going to have him withdrawn before he goes in. It's 2008. Why else would he do it? There's a potential for a real nuclear crisis with Russia. In recent years, the U.S. has stored nuclear weapons, specifically B61 nuclear weapons or gravity bombs, in Belgium, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, and Turkey. FAS estimates that there are 100 gravity bombs deployed in Europe currently. But in the UK, U.S. officials have been working to reshape and enhance the nuclear mission. This is not the first time the UK has entertained upgrades to the U.S. nuclear weapons mission on British soil. Last year, military bunkers in the UK were slated to be upgraded so that they could safely store nukes. The current planned updates to prepare for a possible surety mission suggests the military is preparing to be able to respond to any slick and dangerous nuclear moves from Russia. There's a potential for a real nuclear crisis with Russia. Perhaps they're preparing this base at Lakenheath to be able to receive weapons in the midst of some type of crisis. They don't know why they're asking for it, but they're asking for it, whether they're going to store them there or whether they're just going to have the people ready to receive them. They're getting ready for something. Breitbart, weapons from Ukrainian frontline reportedly seized by police from new IRA terrorists in Northern Ireland. Now, just so you know, these are not our weapons. These are Russian weapons, but the whole war is being funneled all over the world. Okay, I did that article many months ago. They're finding our weapons that went to Ukraine in Africa for crying out loud. The new IRA is believed to have acquired Russian military grenades that may have been stolen from the Ukraine front line. The terrorism investigation of uh, the police service of Northern Ireland conducted raids against suspected terrorist cells in the city of Derry and the town of Strabane that uncovered two military hand grenades, a handgun, over 50 rounds of ammunition, and over a kilogram of plastic explosives. On Friday, in the Rosemount area of Derry, police also recovered a machine gun pistol and six explosive devices. So far, three people, two men and one woman, have been arrested under the Terrorism Act with connections to the new IRA being the primary line of inquiry. Breitbart, future is digital. You've probably heard this, but if you haven't, it's worth hearing because as the EU goes, we'll probably end up going. EU chief calls for global digital IDs and new UN body to govern artificial intelligence. The world needs international digital ID systems like coronavirus passports and AI should be regulated by a global body similar to the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, EC President von der Leyen said. Speaking before the one future session of the G20 summit in India, the top Eurocrat declared that the future will be digital and therefore more globalist institutions will be needed to set boundaries and regulations. The German politician who, before ascending to her unelected role as EC president, served as Berlin's defense minister, said, Today, I want to focus on AI and digital infrastructure. As it has been described, AI has risks, but also offers tremendous opportunities. The crucial question is how to harness a rapidly changing technology. She said that Europe and its allies should develop a global framework for AI risks, but that there will also need to be standards set at the global level through the United Nations. We would need a similar body to the IPCC for climate, and here we need additional outreach to the scientists, entrepreneurs, and innovators. They need to provide the knowledge on the risks posed by AI, as well as the potential benefits for humanity. During her speech in India, Ursula von der Leyen went on to argue for the global adoption of digital public infrastructures. Along the lines of coronavirus passport system, the EU developed during the Wuhan virus crisis. Many of you are familiar with the COVID-19 digital certificate. The EU developed it for itself. The model was so functional and so trusted that 51 countries on four continents adopted it for free trusted. Today, the World Health Organization uses it as a global standard to facilitate mobility in times of health threats. There you go. Health threats. Now, they want total control over the health, uh, you know, claiming a pandemic. They want control over that. If there is suddenly a health threat, they can claim it, and this will cover the entire planet. That's what's coming. The EU is actively trying to introduce a block-wide digital identity app that would contain a citizen's passport, driver's license, credit cards, and other personal information. Like communist China, the EU is also looking to implement a central bank digital currency, which could be used to impose the whims of Brussels on the different peoples of the 27-member state bloc. There you go. Frontline news. Brazil advances digital currency with asset freeze capability asset freeze capability hidden feature allows central bank to freeze taxpayer funds you're not going to comply with what we want you to do we are freezing your assets that is the goal of all of these people right there total control over you as a human being because you can't eat if you don't have assets the post-millennial Nike permanently closes iconic Portland store amid theft and safety issues. Yeah, Washington Examiner, Sound of Freedom, number one in Latin America. Number one. Yeah, who said it? Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. No, Ronald Reagan. I can't believe you didn't get that. That's okay, though. We got a question coming up on the sermon, and one of you will probably get it. Okay. Got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can see what he is talking about. There's a pastor that will not take grief because he loves his commander-in-chief. He says, Muslims take heed. I speak Apostles' Creed. It's the essence of Christian belief. Good job. Okay. Uh, You know, terrible times are coming for the whole world because of uh, CBDCs and uh, digital passports and uh, world health global crises and all that kind of stuff. This was bound to happen. How do we know? Because this said it was going to happen. Okay. If you have your hope in this world, you have your hope in the wrong place. And if you have your hope in a 25 September rapture, I think it'll be dashed in about 10 days, nine days, whatever. Uh, You know, if it happens, it won't make any difference at all. We'll be out of here. So who cares? Why put yourself in that type of a position? What you need to do is to focus on Jesus. Learn his word. Stop speculating about the rapture and about this and that. That kind of stuff is going to get you nowhere. He's going to come when he comes. And when he comes, we're going to be out of here. Just focus on Jesus. All of this stuff that's happening in the world, it's good to be aware of. One person in Congress, maybe a, a team of them, has submitted a proposed legislation. No mandatory CBDCs for the United States. Now, obviously, we've got Doltus Maximus in the White House, and so that would be disapproved anyway. But people are at least working on these things right now. Get the right person in the White House, and it may be signed, okay? But just be happy being depressed all the time is not going to solve anything. Be happy in Christ. Know that your salvation is secure if you have believed the simple gospel. It is secure. I've got one friend that stresses. He knows eternal salvation. He can tell you everything about the doctrine of eternal salvation, and he says he believes it, and then the next day he stresses over his eternal salvation. Man, that is not what God wants for us. We are not people that are supposed to be pulling in our face and worried about what is going to happen with us. We are saved and we are going to stay saved, not because we're faithful to God, but because he is faithful to the covenant that he made in the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Be content in that. Okay. A couple ironies and we'll be done. Times of Israel, anti-crime. This is in Nazareth. It's sad, but it's, uh, it's ironic. Anti-crime mayoral candidate and two others are shot in Nazareth and then from Fox. This is so good. My brother came up to me and asked me if I saw this last Sunday because it had just come out. And uh, I said, yes, I saw it. And I actually went to this lady's Twitter and I posted on there, um, Democrat Party chairwoman who once called to defund the police, carjacked and assaulted in Minneapolis. She left there bruised and bloody and battered because of her policies. And she will never wake up and say, I was wrong. That will never happen. But such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida, to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.